0: Our text for this afternoon will be taken from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 26, and we're going to read verse 18. Genesis twenty-six eighteen says, And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. We have here one short verse that's part of a larger account, and you have to understand some Old Testament Bible history to really get what is going on here, but the short version is, if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 15, God had called Abraham out to a land that he would afterwards show him. Abraham went. There came a day when God said, Abraham, just look around. Everything that you can see is yours. Abraham had flocks and herds, and so Abraham did what any good landowner would do when they came into some new uh, possession and Abraham dug some wells for his flocks and his herds. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how Isaac came to know where those wells are. We do have Bible history that Isaac spent his childhood in that home. The likelihood then is that in at least a couple of those instances that Isaac observed as a child observed his father drinking water from the wells that his father had dug. I'm sure that there was a day when it was hot and it was a thirsty day and Isaac watched his dad take a big drink of water and he probably said, oh, that tastes good. So Isaac would have grown up knowing that his father knew how to dig a well. He would have grown up knowing and trusting that there's water in the well. But the water that Abraham drank didn't do Isaac any good. Isaac needed to go get his own water. And so the day came when Isaac was now an adult and it's time for him to set out on his own. And it's interesting to me that Isaac could have picked up a shovel and wandered out into the desert to dig some dry hole someplace. But rather than do that, he just went to where he knew the water already was. Today, I would suggest to you and recommend to you that you have a well that you need to dig. And I would recommend that you dig it where you know the water already is. I'm no stranger to these campgrounds. I grew up around here. And as I look out over this audience, I see a lot of young people who are in my same condition. A lot of you could probably say that church is the first place you came to. I remember so many camp meetings as a child. And a lot of time was spent out by the fish pond waiting for mom and dad to get done praying. I'm sure you know what that's like. I was fortunate, and I I do count it a blessing, to grow up in a home where when church was over, nobody had to wonder where dad was going to be or what dad was going to be doing. If you needed dad, he was going to be over here at the side altar getting a hold of God. Almost all of you know what that is like. That's the kind of life that you have had. As we look through our lives, Isaac had Abraham, and Abraham went before him and dug a whole series of wells. And the Bible records here that Isaac went and redigged those and it goes on to mention those wells by name but he had every advantage given to him. And really today, the question is, what are you going to do with the wells that have been left for you? We've experienced some things. We've seen some things. We've seen our parents enjoy the Gospel, but what about you? What are you going to do with the Gospel? Isaac accomplished several valuable things by redigging his father's wells. We, we learned that God had promised land to Abraham, and then we learned that when Abraham passed away that Isaac got the full inheritance of the firstborn son, so all of the, the land that I, that Abraham had claimed, that was Isaac's land now. All of the wells that Abraham had dug, those were Isaac's wells now. But there was an enemy. The enemy, as far as I can tell, was, a, was terrified of those wells. They must have said to themselves every time that Abraham digs a well, there's water in it. And we don't like that. So they tried their best to stop up those wells. No enemy with any good sense is going to waste time stopping up a well that doesn't work. So Isaac had to know those are good wells. If he had not showed up to redig those wells, that would have in effect have been handing over to the enemy things that were rightfully his. Those were his wells already. He just needed to show up and redig them for himself. You and I are in that same condition. We've heard already this camp about some of the inroads that the enemy of our soul would like to make into our lives and, and into the Gospel. And we are so blessed. We, we are so blessed by a Gospel that has taught us that when you come to the foot of the cross and you give your life to Jesus, that He transforms you so completely that you can live above sin. You don't have to go through life very long before you are just bombarded by every conceivable idea, ideology, wind of doctrine, and almost all of it lacks victory in Jesus. We don't want to give that away. We like victory in Jesus. But if we're going to hold on to that, you have to dig a well. You have to dig your own well. And I don't know the exact order of events here, but it seems like Isaac digged a well because he knew he was going to need it. We don't like to think about it so much, but camp meeting is coming to an end. And in just a few hours, really, you're going to be heading home to wherever home is. And I can remember sitting where you are sitting now and facing some of the questions that you are facing now. Questions like, it's been so good at camp meeting, but how is this all going to work when I get back home? You dig a well. That's what you do. Isaac knew there's going to be a day when it's hot and it's dry and I'm going to be thirsty my animals are going to be thirsty, so I need a well that works. And the day when it's hot and thirsty, that's not the right day to dig the well. I need to dig the well today, so when the hot day comes, I already have something I can use. And that's why we say, come to the altar and pray. Give your heart to the Lord. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Why? Because there's a day coming when you're going to need that. Dig a well. As you read through this passage, there's about ten verses here. It's a, it's a passage that starts with the verse that we read in our text. It continues and lists off some of Isaac's actions. The, the the verse that we read was kind of the summary, and then it gives you the detail. What really is going on here is that God had given Abraham a promise. God had visited him in the dark of the night and had given him a promise, Abraham, I'm going to make of you a great nation and in you all the people of the earth will be blessed. God wanted to give that same promise to Isaac. But God needed Isaac to get into a position where God could do that for him. God needed to lead him back to a place called Beersheba. Isaac doesn't seem to be aware that that was what was needed. Isaac was just digging wells. But God began to work and to move and to lead as Isaac dug those wells. One after the other. And if you look at those wells on a map, it's just about a straight line. God was directing Isaac, and he didn't even realize it. But just by the act of digging a well, God was moving Isaac into the position where he needed to be so that God could pour out a blessing on Isaac. And sometimes we wonder, how is it all going to work out? How is God going to fit all the pieces of my life together? How is God going to figure out all the problems that I face? How is God going to solve all of it? You don't have to worry about that. You just dig a well. You just dig a well and you're going to find out that God's been leading and working and helping. God works in marvelous ways. I can remember being a high school student just trying to figure out the Gospel over at the other church over there one Friday night, and I did what some of you do. I went down to the altar, but I wasn't really praying. I was just kind of taking up space at the altar. Hand in my Chin in my hand like this, kind of looking around. not Not really seeking the Lord. And there was this brother named Brother Ray Roll who liked to pray with the young people. And he leaned over the altar at me and he said, young man, Get down on both knees, close your eyes, and pray like you mean business. I tell you what, I've had some time to prove that out. It just works. you have a problem in your life? Get down on both knees, close your eyes, and pray like you mean business. God will do it. That's kind of like digging a well. Some of you have come to camp meeting with a specific need in your life. You want to get sanctified. You want to get your baptism. You want God's leading. You want to draw closer to the Lord. And maybe it hasn't happened for you yet. It can. God is the God of the possible. All you have to do today is dig a well. God will help you. Amen. We all have those people in our lives that play the part of Abraham who have done everything they possibly could to set us up for success. They've, they've dug wells. They've gone before. But it's our turn to take advantage of those things. I had this grandmother that I love dearly. She sat over there meeting after meeting and people just seemed to sense that she knew how to pray. They seemed to sense that when she prayed that God listened. And she would... I I spent a certain amount of time with her. She would occasionally lose her keys. And so she'd call, could you come help me find my keys? I'd go over to the house and find her keys really quick. And then we'd spend some time talking about the Lord. And invariably, as we were there, someone would call and please pray. And she would mark it down on her list to pray because people just knew that she prayed. Do people know that you pray? Would they have any reason to think that you pray? God can help you. God can make you the kind of Christian you ought to be. But I can remember one Tuesday night going home from church, sitting in the back seat of the car taking her home, and she leaned over to me and whispered a little secret. She said, you know, I haven't been feeling very well lately, but I got prayed for tonight and I'm looking forward to a healing. Why did she tell me that? because she was trying to dig a well. Years later, I had to dig that well for myself. I came to camp meeting that year burdened. I came to camp meeting that year afflicted. I came to camp meeting that year not whole. And I walked up on the platform right over here about two or three seats in, let the ministers know I wanted to be prayed for. And the three of us started up a well-digging operation right over there And it wasn't very long before we hit water. I came on the platform afflicted. I walked off the platform a changed person. God can do it. God can do it for you. I've heard so many heartbreaking accounts of young people, especially since COVID, but even to this day. PTSD. Anxiety. Worry fear. God can take care of that. I know because I dug a well. You can dig a well. God will deliver you. God can help you. God can direct you, lead you, guide you. Isaac dug this whole series of wells and it just led him right to where he was supposed to be. You've hopefully, spent some time digging some wells here at camp meeting, you're going to have another opportunity today. But the next step, the next step after that, is just to go home and dig some more wells. Go home and dig a well in the prayer room at your church. Go home and dig a well around the altars at your church. Go home and dig a well at the couch or wherever it is that you have your devotions. Dig a well there. God will meet you. God will help you. God will lead you and guide you. He really can. I can remember being a young person just trying to figure out the Gospel. Had the best upbringing you could possibly ask for. But it's one thing when mom and dad are serving the Lord, it's a completely different thing when you're trying to work out your salvation. And I found myself as a young high school student just trying my hardest to draw closer to the Lord, and I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I wanted to be as close to God as I could get. And as I thought about that, I came to the conclusion that I needed God a whole lot more than I needed whatever it was they were serving in the high school cafeteria. And so I decided for whatever reason that at lunchtime I was going to go read my Bible instead. I don't know how I arrived at that conclusion, but God helped me. God used that to draw me to Himself. I first thought I might read my Bible out on the bleachers, but it turned out that there's other things that happen on the bleachers at lunchtime that aren't so conducive to Bible reading. So I looked around and I found this tree next to the track. Low branches. I could climb up there and hide. And just me and the Lord. And I would do that day after day. It became the the bright spot in my day. Just to hide away with the Lord and draw close to Him. wasn't very long before the secret was out. And one day I came to my tree and there's four kids sitting in my tree and they said, we saw what you're doing. We want in on it. God has a way of leading and guiding and helping and making you be what you ought to be if you'll just seek Him. He can make you the young man of God that God would have you to be. He can make you the young woman of God that He would have you to be. Your job is just to seek Him. And so to that end, we're going to start up a well-digging operation right around these altars this afternoon. You're going to have one more chance. Come and seek the Lord. He can do it for you. He can do it today. You just dig a well and keep digging until you hit water. God will bless you. We're going to stand and sing number 590 as we do come and pray.